All right, it's election week. Hey, Scott Ritchie, if Brad Underwood were up for election, how much would he win by? I mean, his favorables are through the roof after last season. Um, wins by 25 points? It's a landslide for now. All right, Richie will go into election results. He'll name his president of the Illinois basketball team, his vice president, his secretary of state, his, his defense guru in this week's podcast, Inside the Line, I Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Good Monday morning, Scott Ritchie. That's all I got to say to you right now. Okay. It's a beautiful day. The sun is out here in Champaign, Devonshire Drive, is it? Our new location. We have uh, been here for, what, six months, maybe? I don't know. It, it all is kind of just melded into one long month, maybe. All right. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. Uh, spending my Monday morning with Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, our football beat writer. Used to be a volleyball beat writer. There's, what, orange and blue scrimmages, I guess, to write about. A scrimmage. and Okay. I mean, the season, it's a quote-unquote spring season. They're going to start yeah. in January. but All right. Anyway, Scott spent Saturday at the Memorial Stadium where Illinois almost came back and beat Purdue with a four-string quarterback. Great to see. That was the story of the, the game in my mind. News Gazette All-State are getting to see, uh, taking some snaps, doing some good things, getting the rust off. Well, he played once previously last year against Rutgers and I think maybe took four or five snaps, which is about as many snaps as he got in practice until Thursday of last week when Brandon Peters tested positive for COVID mm-hmm. and Isaiah Williams was contact traced out. So he... Crown Taylor went into the game as the backup, and then Matt Robinson gets hurt after the first drive, and all of a sudden, the guy who's played once briefly in three years is now your number one quarterback, and he was the reason Elmway was in the game, made the comeback attempt, and he's also made the reason, I would say the reason they lost it, but his four turnovers were a, a difference maker. So plenty of good, plenty of bad, but it was literally the first time he'd played meaningful snaps in a college football game and nowhere to go but up. All right, this is inside a line at basketball, Scott Ritchie. All right, it's not football. I don't know why you keep talking about it. I don't know why you keep asking about football first. Well, that's what 
we're kind of in the football season because we don't have a basketball schedule yet because I don't know what games you'll be covering. I just don't know much about it. I keep waiting, and it's election day almost, and we still don't know anything. Yeah, the What college, is wrong with you? The college basketball. <laughs> can't say this is any of this is my fault. But the college basketball season starts in 23 days, and we know exactly one game mm-hmm. on the Illinois schedule. And, I mean, it's a big one. Yep. Huge. I mean, they're going to play at Duke in a matchup of what I think still probably will be at that time top 10 teams in the country. And that's it. We, I mean, there's been the reported multi-team event in Champaign to start the season, but uh, none of those contracts are signed. And in this season, like, that's not a – that game is not – those games, plural, aren't guaranteed until those contracts are signed. And even then, you know, you're kind of crossing your fingers and hoping you're going to play. But yeah, I, I keep seeing other conferences come out with their their league schedules. The America East was the latest today. Still waiting. Who? On the, the Big Ten. Yeah, America East, Vermont. It's team to watch, at least. <laughs> Is this maple syrup gathering? Is that No, but Vermont's been very good. They have a really good coach in... John Becker and I just I mean the only reason I'm thinking about Vermont is the America East released their conference schedule so they have an idea of who they're going to play and when and the Big Ten is yet to to do that and again the season starts in 23 days I'm all right with that Scott Ritchie all right what do you need to plan your road trip to when you're going to Evanston no you can't watch the games anyway in person so who cares how late the schedule is is I wanna, it just a this is a personal choice you're making. Yeah, Scott. I want to know. <laughs> and but I'm not the only one that wants to know. The fans want to know what the season's going to look like. Well, they know it's going to start over near Thanksgiving. Maybe. Okay. All right, they're supposed to be focused on football right now anyway. I'm pretty sure it turned to basketball season 2 weeks ago when Illinois football was getting trounced by Wisconsin. All right. You might be right. There's uh, a legitimate excitement about Illinois basketball. That much is true. And uh, we'll continue to cover it like nobody's business. Scott Ritchie's all over it every morning, 6 a.m., IlliniHQ.com. Good morning, Illini Nation. I got fired up reading this morning's. The X Factor. Potentially, yeah. But, you know, and I wrote about Jacob Grandison because he's new. and he, But he's been around for a year, so there's been a lot of, you know, maybe hypothesizing what he'll bring to the court. And then until he plays, that's the thing with, you know, transfers and especially sit out transfers where you have to wait a year. Like you don't know until you know. So, you know, until he gets out on there on the court, maybe plays against a big 10 opponent, plays against Duke. Like we'll have a, a truer notion of kind of what he'll bring to the team this year, but he fits a lot of the things that Brad Underwood likes just, you know, in terms of his versatility, able to play multiple positions, um, basketball IQ, and because he played for Bill Carmody at Holy Cross, um, really good moving without the ball and especially cutting, which I think second only maybe to passing ability, I think Brad Underwood values more than anything, just the ability to move without the ball, cut. That's a big part of his offense and that spread. So Jacob Grandison could be a, an X factor for this Illinois team. All right. We'll see. Again. It is Election Day uh, Tuesday. You know, with that in mind, 
We're going to let uh, Richie give us his uh, election results about Illinois basketball. All right. Easy one to start with. The president of Illinois basketball is Brad Underwood. I mean, he's. Are we talking players? Because uh, Underwood is in charge of things. We'll, we'll just start with that. But if we're talking players, I mean, it's, he's essentially running unopposed, and it's Io DeSumo. I mean, he just won. He pulled the Reagan and won 49 states. Scott Rich, you no going contest. all political science on us. I like it. Iowa is your president. Your vice president is. So I think most people would maybe expect me to say Kofi Coburn. I did. But vice president, it's a, an interesting title. doesn't mean a lot. And it's a guy I think you, you want, in this case, a guy. Could be a woman, but we're talking men's basketball here. Um, might be a woman. Just wrap your head around that and fingers crossed. Um, you know, a person you want in case something happens to the to the, the guy in charge. But ceremonial position at times. Are you going to give me a name or are you just going to keep talking? Well, I'm trying to think of who I want to say <laughs> as vice president, so I'm uh, talking around it. <laughs> but I think it's in terms of where maybe the ball goes next. If I would assume it was not right having it in his hands, it's Trent Frazier. Ooh. Because he's, in a lot of the cases, has the ball in his hands to initiate the offense anyway. But he's that that guy that can run the offense, can be a scorer playing off the ball. He does a little bit of everything. Your secretary of state on this Illinois basketball team would be? I mean, it's all about diplomacy, getting along with people. It's Georgia Bishanshvili. And you know, it's representing your program, your country, so to speak, to the world. And it's Georgie. Fair enough. Who's your press spokesman? Who's the one who maybe covers for I.O.? <laughs> <laughs> um, just you know, thinking, you know, guys that are you know, made good in front of the behind the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Adam Miller in that role. Because... Mm. Always great to talk with him, and he's willing to talk about basketball, about social issues, um, anything, really. And then, yeah, I mean, he can maybe deflect, I don't want to say cover up, but diffuse, be there as a, a sounding board for the rest of the Illinois Guards. You're Secretary of Defense. Well, here's where... You want someone a little intimidating. Right. It's Kofi Coburn. Okay. And uh, Brad Underwood sort of rebuilt his defense around having a 7-foot, 285-pound center. And it worked. But, yeah, that was, I was saving Kofi for that role. All right, your ambassador, your Big Ten ambassador, we'll call him, to help smooth out relations. Don't say Demonte Williams because – because that didn't go so well the last game they say, played. If Connor McCaffrey's Iowa's representative, then sparks could fly. Um, Andre Curbelo. Hmm. Putting the young bucks to work, are you? I think that Brad Underwood will be doing the same on the basketball court. All right. 
All right, your small-town mayor. You got one on the team? Somebody who can hobnob with the regulars? Clad hand. Um, that's a good question. Not a real job in many cases, <laughs> right? Many of them have other full-time jobs. Right. Yeah, besides being... You're multitasking, and you're, it's more of a civic... Like being the mayor. More of a service to your community than anything. Hmm. Civic-minded. Hmm. We have stumped Mr. Ritchie. May have. I don't dislike DeMonte Williams in that role because he's got this personality kind of behind the scenes that you don't see as much, but you know, put him in a room with supporters and he could be your guy. All right, if uh, Brad Underwood uh, was uh, subject to voting here in Illinois, his positive rate, what kind of uh, dominating victory would he have? What kind of percentages of fans would say, hey, he's doing a great job, we need four more years of him? Well, to get into a little more political lingo, his favorables have certainly risen in the last Mm -hmm. year. Um, I would say job approval rate after a team that should have made the NCAA tournament would have if there would have been one a team that's going to be a preseason top 10 team in the country heading into this year it's high and I mean usually if you can get like 55 60% that's a win I think Underwoods is higher right now 75 80% strong numbers there's always going to be some outliers that won't be happy about anything, but I mean that's now. Only had a a breakout season last year, but to become the program maybe that it once was, a quote unquote basketball school for real, you have to keep doing that, keep winning, keep competing at the top of the Big Ten, make the NCAA tournament on a regular basis, and you know technically Illinois still hasn't made it since the 2012-13 season. What but possibly could have uh, somebody have a beef with Underwood right now? Like this very instant. I mean, I, mean, I think the, maybe the the one area right now that's not going as well, maybe as people expected based off of last year's success and you know previous wins on the recruiting trail is, is recruiting and the 2021 class. Luke Goody, on board, will sign November 16th um, in the early period. Still a good get for Illinois, but there have been many more misses in the last two months. And misses on guys I think Illinois thought that they had a, a real shot at getting, and they haven't gotten any of them. Brandon Weston picks Eden Hall, David Jones picked. DePaul, Jordan Nesbitt picked Memphis, Bryce Hopkins, the most recent picked Kentucky. I mean, you can't fault those guys for winding up where they did, but Illinois thought and was in contention for all of them, and it's feeling a lot like that John Gross era where it seemed like Illinois was in the final two for everybody and then didn't get anyone. But there's more. More players to be had in the class of 2021. Illinois is 
shifted its recruiting focus a little bit, and you know, there's some names that could be ones to watch, maybe ones to watch this month, including uh, a guard out of Arizona and Ty Ty Washington, who, it's, I mean, sort of just shows you how strange recruiting would be. He released a top 10 in July, and Illinois offered him in September, and they might get him. So he was clearly not on that top 10 in July, but from various reports, including um, Eric Bossi at 24-7 Sports, like Auburn, Creighton, and Illinois might be the, the three leading contenders. And Washington made a trip to Champaign here in the last week. Uh, an unofficial visit for sure because there could be no contact with the, uh, the Illinois coaching staff while he was here because all recruiting has been shut down probably will be extended to the final four all in-person recruiting that's crazy so if i'm taking if adam austin our producer is taking an unofficial visit to brad underwood's program what's he doing can you go can you scrimmage i guess do you have to to test first he there was no getting into oven right so what do you i mean what are you walking in an empty green street who wants to you get a feel for campus, I guess. It's an awful feel. Have you been have you been down Green Street? No. I happened I, to go Saturday night, it was desolate. Even in a non pandemic, I don't go down Green Street when there's students on campus. You big scare what grandpa? I don't I don't need that in my life. You old codger? In some ways, yes. I'll I'll own up to that. No, it's man, you certainly don't accomplish as much. In a regular, as compared to a regular unofficial visit, but, I mean, they got him here, so that's one win. But if you look at all the guys I just said they missed out on, like they had them all on campus for real unofficial visits at the end of last season, and none of them actually picked Illinois. So recruiting is going to be weird mm-hmm. for 2021 class, probably 2022 and, uh, I mean, it's already weird, but okay, more so th- can happen. This season, the strength uh, lies with Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin. The following season, clearly it's going to be Michigan and Michigan State, both uh, schools racking in the recruits, racking up the recruits. Uh, Michigan had a big, big weekend. I know their football team wasn't any good, but they got a five-star, and they got uh, a kid told he could be eligible. Yeah, um, it's basketball season in Ann Arbor now, right. too. Uh, right. But, yeah, well, just for this coming season, as that'll be you know, the more immediate impact, you know, Shonday Brown, the Wake Forest transfer, who Illinois went after this offseason, wound up in his top five um, before he landed in Michigan, will be eligible. So it just gives them another option on the wing next to guys like Franz Wagner, Isaiah Levers. Um, and he should be good. For Juwan Howard, I mean, he was good at Wake Forest, but you know, they just obviously had a coaching change, and they'll go into a much more successful team. Uh, but I mean, the big news was landing a commitment from Caleb Houston, um, five-star power forward, sort of, but like he could play the three or four, six, eight, two or five, like an elite, elite shooter. Plays at IMG, or excuse me, plays at Montverde Academy, the other big big school in Florida. Um, 
And you know, last year he played on a loaded team. And I'm really not sure loaded is a strong enough way to put it. Especially because, you know, at the top they had Cade Cunningham, who's maybe the best player in college basketball. Hasn't even played a college basketball game. But, I mean, as usual, Monforti had, like, nine elite-level Division One recruits. A lot of those guys have graduated. Caleb Houston, now their number one guy. And he's going to be in the Big Ten, so. But probably only for a year, so I guess Big Ten coaches don't have to worry about him for too long. But huge get for Juwan Howard. Okay, you got Michigan, Michigan State with a huge recruiting momentum. Any other team should be lopped in with those two? Uh, looking ahead a year. In the Big Ten? Yeah. Who else? What happened to Ohio State? They were all full well, of themselves. Well, they're number three in the That's what I'm asking. It's a question. The, you don't need to get snippy. I'm just saying. Well, they, and their recruiting in the 2021 class will probably make Illinois fans jealous because all three guys that Ohio State has commitments from are from Ohio. Like, that's sort of like this ideal that people in Illinois have. They like, play basketball in Ohio? LeBron James is from Ohio. Okay. Again, don't get snippy. In fact, Richie. their best recruit, Malachi Branham, goes to St. Vincent, St. Mary. He's not LeBron James, but he's still a four-star recruit, top 30 player. It's pretty good. I mean, they got three top 100 four-star recruits all from Ohio. Your attitude needs some improvement. Adam Austin has his finger on the moot button. I mean, did you forget that LeBron was from Ohio? Like, they do play basketball there. It might not be like Indiana hype, high school basketball, but usually some pretty good players. You know what Indiana is? It's a football state. Maybe. I mean, this is the first time Purdue and Indiana have been. Hashtag truth. 2-0 and o to get at the same time. Don't mess with them. You ever seen the movie Breaking Away? I had no. <laughs> Before this weekend, Indiana was a, a bicycling school. You've never seen Breaking Away. No, is that like about the little 500? Yeah, it is. Okay. I mean, I know what Watch that it. Is. Learn from it. I'd still probably say Indiana's a basketball state. All right. I believe you. Football. But yeah, Ohio State's doing well in the class of 2021. Maryland's got three four-star recruits. Purdue added another four-star in the class this past week. Trey Kaufman. And maybe the best thing about that for Purdue fans is they got him instead of Indiana. Indiana was after him pretty hard, and he's going to West Lafayette instead. So, Big Ten teams, they're recruiting at kind of their typical level. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State are getting those elite level, like top ten recruits in this class. I mean, that which isn't always a lot of talent coming in the Big Ten. Illinois would like to maybe add some more because they've still got just Luke Goody. Hey, they keep getting players like this, and one day the Big Ten might win a national title. It's been two decades. Wow. That Since still is a slap in the face Mateen to me. Mateen Cleaves and right. Mo Pete. Those guys are old now. They're, they don't want to drive down Green Street anymore. That's how old they are. I mean, they're in their 40s. Right. Like It, it seems unbelievable that the Big Ten hasn't won a national title since 2000. But 
I mean, maybe last year a Big Ten team would have. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think they're going to be the best com- like best conference top to bottom or th- top to 12. I don't know that the bottom bottom will be any good, but in the country. So maybe this is the year. Maybe the streak is broken. But if not, I can see it happening in two seasons when okay. the Michigan schools just get loaded with talent, especially Michigan State if Imani Bates reclassifies. As Richie predicted, well, first of all, this is now I'm be nice to Scott Richie portion of the podcast. You had a great full page of college basketball on Sunday's news. Is that thank you for bringing it back after getting lazy the previous week? Taking, Not sure that was my fault either. Just point that but out. But I just want to thank you. Your list of, was it freshmen? Freshmen was, was pretty spot on. That's did you talk? But uh, now, did you talk to uh, a rival reporter this week? In a way, another Illinois beat writer, Joey Wagner, from the Decatur Herald Review. Mostly because I knew Joey would come through for me. Sometimes, and he did. And sometimes that's what it takes. It was good stuff. Is what I was saying. Anyway. More nice Richie stuff. Back in the day, you said Illinois was going to play Duke in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. I do remember saying that. You were correct. Love that matchup. Any other year, come on, let the fans in. Yeah, well, I mean. Come on. That's the, the only. The game's going to be in North Carolina, so maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> Every other seat. Yeah, I, don't, I doubt it, though. Um, yeah, it'll still be on TV. And there's just lots of interesting matchups in that game, just from like a player-to-player basis. None may be more interesting than the two freshman guards, Adam Miller for Illinois and DJ Stewart for Duke, because they've got history. They went head-to-head, I think, what, three times last year maybe? You know, Miller at Morgan Park and Stewart at Whitney Young, and obviously of the last – over their high school careers, you know, they, they faced off. So, I mean, that's just one thing that's intriguing about that game. Spoiler alert, I'm going to dive into maybe a few more of those matchups in okay. Tuesday's other, Good Morning Line Nation. Any other, uh, what's the second best game? Is there nothing caught my eye? Well, there's, I mean, Illinois Duke's by far and away the best. Um, at number two, I had Michigan State at Virginia. Well, so here, here's how I sort of describe that game. Technically, it'll be near perfect. Uh, Aesthetically, uh, it'll be awful. Right. Come on. You're off to a horrible start for Let's for be honest, page. the rest of the games maybe weren't that exciting. Right. Louisville at Wisconsin has potential. Yeah. Indiana at Florida State might be. Yeah. No? I'm not into Florida State. I know they're good and they're. I just can't I can't get around I can't wrap my arms around Florida State and basketball. It's a basketball school. What in the now. name of Bobby Sura am I thinking? <laughs> uh Leonard Hamilton right. just continues to get I mean he builds he builds his team either with like seven footers and then if they're not seven foot, they're like between six uh, five and six eight right. can all play four positions and they're just ridiculous. I athletes. should like them. I just can't do it. I can't 
picture. I can't envision the Seminoles as like a basketball school. Well, they are kind of now. They are. Since the football team is maybe bad. You're right again, Scott. I mean, North Carolina at Iowa, eh, I don't know. That I like. Maybe. Well, it depends on if North Carolina can bounce back from the worst season they've ever had last year. But it's a mostly new team outside of Garrison Brooks, so maybe. Um, Why is Cole Anthony dropping in the Big Ten or the NBA draft, by the way? I saw him in the 20s in my my most recent mock look. uh, I mean, on one hand, he has the potential to take over a game offensively. On the other, he's not a very efficient player. Okay. Going all, you're about to go all data on me again, aren't you? No, I don't think I have to. I just he's just not a <laughs> from the simplest definition of efficiency. Like he doesn't necessarily have it. I mean, he shot forty percent on his twos last year, thirty five percent on his threes. Like he's a volume shooter and not always a volume scorer. Okay. Hey, what else uh, do we have to know about Illinois basketball uh, before we let you get out of here? Well, I had another or added another vote I have to, another ballot I have to fill out this week um, related to Big Ten basketball because I already voted in the election, early voter. Um, That's from the Big Ten who's not looking for a preseason poll, cause, but us media, beat writers, will take care of that. But an all-Big Ten team. I have to submit a, a list of ten players. We'll rattle them off real quick. Names only. Quickly. Well, Ayo DeSumo. Right. One. Luca Garza. Two. Easy. Marcus Carr from Minnesota. Your first mistake, but go ahead. Well, he's one of the ten best players in the league. Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana. Three or four. Franz Wagner. Four or Michigan, five. I job. think he'll be better than Isaiah Livers. That, that was, I kind of went back and forth with Livers if I was going to put him on the list or not, and I didn't. Uh, Kofi Coburn. Okay. This is 10. That's right. 10 players. That's six. You've, you've nailed five of them. Joe Wieskamp from Iowa. All right. Nate Reavers, Wisconsin. Good thing this is just a, a podcast, not a video, because the look on your face is what's not a Nate Reavers fan. He is right. both productive and efficient doing so. You're going to love the last two, then. Well, great. Myrian Jones, Penn State. Who? Clearly, you know, one of us covered the Big Ten in the last two decades. Penn State basketball, not Big Ten. Well, they've been in the league for just my personal feelings, Scott Ritchie. I mean, they could have a rough season, obviously. Not just Taylor Battle, have I even paid attention to Penn State basketball? Top 15 team last year? Did you just not hear what I said? No, I don't. I did. And the last, number 10, Ron Harper Jr. from Rutgers. Wow. All right, so what. It's clear to me is it should have been a five-player team. Well, here's the thing. For the Big Ten media poll, 
It's only a five-player team. Because you got about seven players in the league, it sounds like, judging from your list. See, the thing about the Big Ten, like, they maybe don't have... Wait, you don't have any Michigan State players on it. You don't have any Purdue players. Well, you don't have any Ohio State players. What's wrong with you, Richie? Because they're... Stay in the Midwest, could you? fine. I didn't put any Maryland players on here. No, but, like, Ohio State, like, Dwayne Washington had a good season, but... I think the guards at Myron Jones had a better season. Ron Harper had a better season. Who else did I? Who else did I say? Michigan State. Like, could Rocket Watts have a breakout sophomore year? Yeah. Could he be volatile game to game in terms of production? Also, yes. And Aaron Henry is not. I mean, he's never really shown maybe his full potential yet. Who else did I? Oh, Purdue. I, I mean, Trevian Williams. Okay. Sasha Stefanovic, okay. Like they're good, but I think the ten I listed were are better. Mm. All right, we ended this podcast on a sour note, but uh, we'll move forward. We'll try to get better. Yeah. Um, also, Illinois still number one in the Big Ten preseason poll. Have not oh, submitted yeah. it yet, but get it done. That hasn't changed. All right, you'll read those results in the News Gazette when we can make them official. Can't wait for that. Uh, look forward to another college basketball page this Sunday. Richie will be at the Gophers, Minnesota, or the Gophers, Illinois football game, won't you? Yeah. Okay. Cover a little of that, too. But uh, I'm getting excited about basketball season. Once that schedule comes out, it'll be even yeah. more reason to get excited. If, if the schedule comes yeah, out. Yeah, you don't worry about that. All right. Well, you know, just personal curiosity. I want to know who Illinois is playing. All right. That's Scott Ritchie. Uh, he'll uh, be at home in his pajamas on Election Day uh, tracking the results. He's excited. I know that much. Follow along uh, with him all week long, and then we'll hear from you next Monday, Scotty.